of being selected by you. Thank you for the privilege of being in your vineyard. Thank you for placing your hand upon us. Thank you for the honor of knowing you. Father, we love you. We appreciate you. We appreciate your grace upon our lives. We appreciate your hand and your finger. We thank you for your awesomeness. We thank you for drawing us close to you. Thank you for making something good out of the clay we are. Thank you, Father, for putting your glory upon these weak vessels of ours. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be called by your name and to be called yours and then to represent you and carry your image. Father, we honor you. Father, we love you. Father, we praise you. We revere you. We lift your name above every other name. Father, we love you this, morning, this afternoon. We love and appreciate you. We love you, Father. You say you are our Lord. You are our King. You are the, you are the, the King of our life. We thank you. Reign supreme, Lord. Reign supreme. Have preeminence. Father, we hug you this afternoon. We embrace you with our hearts, with our love, with everything in us. We draw closer to you. We draw closer to your feet. We bow at your feet. We cling to your feet, to the, to the, to the bottom of your throne. And we say we belong to you. Rule and reign over us. Father, we are submitted. We are submitted. We are submitted to you, Father. Father, make yourself, your will, your purposes come to pass in us. Father, make us into your channel through which you could communicate to our generation. Communicate your intent. Communicate your essence. Communicate your life. Thank you, Father, that you are the fullness that fills, that fills everything. Father, become that fullness to us. Feel us to overflowing. Feel us until we overflow with your character. Feel us until we flow to our world with your personality. Feel us. Ooh, until nothing of us is left, only you alone. Feel us that will become your reflection. Feel us that will become your express image. Feel and overwhelm us with your reality. Father, we love you. Father, we praise you. Father, we adore you. Father, we reverend you. Father, we hug you. We embrace you this afternoon. Father, we just say there is no one like unto you. We give you the hug of our hearts, of our lives. Father, we just love you. Father, we love you. Father, we love you. Father, we love you. You are wonderful. You are excellent. You are beautiful. You are mighty. Father, we thank you. We love you, Father. We love you. We love you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. To receive our glory this afternoon. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a round of applause. And you can have your seat. Thank you. Tanya, da? Natasha. Lena. We para edit a post later. Post later. Okay, now what is character?
that's what we are going to be addressing this morning and uh, this afternoon in the morning we address the question of what is what character is not now <laughs> there is a story that i remember that i would like to start this session with i was ministering i was visiting nigeria for a short while and uh, one of the churches in lagos invited me so i went to that church to preach and i did the first session and uh, you know by the grace of god i do operate in the gifts of the spirit uh, word of knowledge and so that first service i used like half an hour to minister in the gifts of the spirit calling people out and ministering to them and so then i stopped and i used two hours to teach and i was teaching this kind of thing after the service the pastor came to me and said you know what that first half an hour was so wonderful <laughs> the second half is <laughs> so i said um, <laughs> what do you mean he said well really you know we had made announcements and publicity that the pastor of the largest church in europe is coming and in this you know this is nigeria in nigeria now when you make such an announcement that a big man of god is coming what they are expecting is that kind of thing you are doing in the beginning. <laughs> you know, it's not so that, what, what are we calling it? It was a prophetic offering, or what was it called? One of prophetic utterance. Ut- he <laughs> said they were expecting you to give more prophetic utterances. So the whole evening. So if that's what you do, this prayer will be jumped back. To have no place to take it if you just keep on that, no. So, because the second day, because the second day, I really discovered that there were some voids in the congregation, in the people, especially in the terms of understanding. So, I didn't even minister in the gifts of the spirit at all. So, that's why he began to talk to me. He said, No, you know, the first day, that is what we. That's what people come for because they will not come back tomorrow. Because yesterday, yeah. <laughs> if you just do that thing for like, that is what people come for. But uh, because that is, you know, the. the <laughs> That's the expectation of the people when they go to church right now. He was telling me, he was being sincere. He was telling me really what obtains. So after the, the oh, then I, but I continued. I said, no, I know. I'm led by the, I, I know, you know, one, and one of the gifts when you are, an, when you are, and I think every apostolic gift has this, but, but this is what I have. When I go to a church, I know exactly what they need. I just know, even if I've never been there before, I know exactly what message to give. So I said, I know this is what these people need. So I preached there for four days. So after at the end of the the program, he came to me and said, Ah, you know, I thought people would not come back. And this but my people started coming to me and say, Pastor, this kind of thing is what we never hear. And we so much wanted it. So he was asking me, tell me. How did you manage to build the largest church in Europe not on 
these things we are talking about. He, the man himself was now coming to me to say, to tell me that how did you manage to do it? Because uh, in our environment in Lagos there, he said, the idea we have is if you are able to build the largest church in Europe, it means you must be having, doing miracles all the time. Because that's what we think makes churches to grow. But if you are able to build the largest church, is that the way you build? Tell me the truth. He was asking. Did you build the church on this kind of teaching? Telling about how people should behave, their character, everything. I said, that is exactly what we build the church on. In fact, in our church, we have three services every Sunday in the central church. We have actually in this, in Kiev, we have 45 services every Sunday. But in the central church, we have three services. And the least attended service, because this is for Europeans. So Europeans pay less attention, like to, unlike Americans and Africans, to miracles and things. So in the, the third service is when you have less people. The least amount of people, the less attended of those three services is the one where the healing services. People don't come. You know the one they come to? The teaching. They want, they want to know. Tell us about God. We want to discover. We want to know how to change. We have trouble. We have, you know. But in that place, the opposite. So I told him, no. It is exactly how we build the church. We build the church on character, integrity, values, you know, and, you know, and things like this. And not on those, you know, you know tomorrow you have 1,000 or you have 1 million. The day after tomorrow you'll be healed and all this stuff. Those things, they have their places. But you don't build long-lasting Christian behavior, pattern, or Christian life on that, on blessings only, not just on blessings. You must be able to build people on character, character. So, well, just I just remembered that because they thought it was not going to work, but that's what will work. I, t- I told him, if I come to Lagos to pastor, I will do this. You said people will not come. I will do exactly the same thing. And you will see more people will come even than you, those guys who are doing all those things. It's just because you don't, you've not tried it yet. Okay. Uh, what is character? I'm going to give you a whole list, like more like characteristics of character. So it's not, it's not the definition. I've given you the definition, but I'm going to give you different view of character. What character? I'm going to give you the description and uh, what character is different understanding, different perspective of character, real character, genuine, biblical understanding of character. Second Timothy 3, 4, James 1, verses 1 to 3, but we are not necessarily going to read all these places because you are all precious. You know all of them more than I do. So, But number one thing, I want to talk about character. Character is patient endurance when life is going badly. Let's think. Of, let's stop and think about it. Patient endurance when things are not going right, when life is going tough. I think Mrs. Egwina Jesu can tell us more about that. <laughs> that is character. What do you do? So people in Nigeria tell me, my friends even tell me, good guys. They tell me, they explain the corruption in the society by saying it's poverty. Why are people behaving like this? Why do people lack integrity? Why do people deceive? Even preachers and Christians, 
they say it's poverty you know when there's nothing to eat people behave anyhow it's lie it's lack of character character in the face of poverty in the face of lack will patiently endure when things are going bad when things are going bad that is when character surfaces when it's there but when it's not there character lack of it lack of character manifests itself in all kind of vices in all kinds of vices so if you have character in place when there is poverty when there is hunger that is when the integrity and the soundness and the and the and the and the quality of the inner man and the beauty of integrity that's when it comes out poverty things are difficult nothing to eat that's when you see the person sacrificing that's when you see the person going to labor to display the best qualities of life of labor of sacrifice when things are really tough that's when you you know people who like the heroes of this country of america you know why they became heroes because they were standing in tough times like the president the president washington or jefferson all those people during the time of war the president that stood that is the most trying time you could ever imagine but because they stood that's why they became heroes the people the people who fall when things are going bad is because they didn't have a holding character they didn't have a basis on which to stand so if we are justifying people who misbehave just because of the environment or because of something or the other is because they never built a strong foundation inside themselves and if we as church people uh, and as ministers if we don't train our people like for example i come here to america and some people tell me okay one one of the churches i went to nigeria nigeria the driver that was driving me he was telling me his test i said tell me you know i try to i like to communicate and relate said, tell me your story tell me your testimony so he told me how did you come to this country so he told me how he came to this country so this guy came here to visit then stayed back and i said so how do you work oh i'm using the past you know, some documents of other people and and you are what do you do in church are you born again yes I, i'm an he's a, he's a assistant pastor <laughs> and they want me to come and preach <laughs> he said half he said half of our church is like that half of every church half of all the nigerians this country like because you don't have paper you have to eat and you don't have paper you've got to do this you've got to to survive go to do something i said go go do something lego it's, but that's uh, another one is a pastor was telling me his testimony he came to this country using the passport of puerto rico i said are you born in nigeria how did you get it he bought it but they didn't catch you no but it's a fake good fake passport and you are still giving testimony <laughs> so those are tough times right okay like now you, we have so i said what is your pastor saying the pastor is just saying get your ass in order get your things together i say say you are not happy the pastor is not happy you are not helping your people if you know people are and he said but pastor i know what i'm doing is not good he was telling me i know what i'm doing is not good but there are people who are doing worse things 
he said he said because there's no way i need to survive because there are other people who go they have their wives who go to marry uh, fictitiously and have fictitious marriage and say just to get the papers but i'm not doing that so i'm righteous i'm i'm okay now what am i saying so the pastor is saying pastor was recommending because the pa- every pastor gives you the best driver the best member to drive men of god so <laughs> so if this is the driver they gave me <laughs> so i was telling past the pastor what is happening so the pastor was saying ah, we are telling them all. we are explaining to them but you know that is the situation in this country there's nothing really you can do all the nigerians here that's the way all the foreigners they, they just that's the way they have to survive because the pastor himself doesn't have standards. The pastor himself lacks. He doesn't have any understanding of integrity. Because that pastor himself doesn't... His, his standard is the standard of the world. Is the standard of the earth. Is the standard of the society. It's not God's standard. You know, uh, the purity of the pastor is not enough to... To, 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 to reflect the impurity of the member, you see. You know, they are not far from one another, you see. So you can tolerate it. And everything you tolerate is part of you, becomes part of you. Everything you tolerate, it becomes yours. It dominates you. So, what am I saying? Character is patience, endurance. If you cannot endure, you don't have character. Endurance is an evident part of character endurance is a manifestation of character people who don't have the ability to endure not the word endurance endurance the ability to endure is what we call character if you don't have the ability to willingly endure i'm not saying to forcefully when you don't have any option i'm telling i'm talking about character is when you have options compromising options but you decide to endure. And then endure patiently. Patient is talking about long term thing. When it's just not just for two minutes. When you really need to pay the price for a long period of time. So that's why I say patient endurance. So you know some people could withstand yeah, for a while, difficulties. And for a while, they will be good. They, for a while, they, 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 are, they are willing to endure the light. And they, for a while, they, they are the best members. But when it, there is a call for endurance, then there is a call for long endurance. What the Bible calls long suffering. Then you discover if that person has character or not. Now, I'm not talking about uh, uncalled for kind of endurance when people want to molest you and torture you and exploit you and say and just tell you stay there stay there we just want to unreasonable kind of when there is no ne- ne- necessity no need for you to endure that then people just say we want to punish you we want to see how you really behave how you have repented or not no it's not that kind of thing i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about, talking about sensible situations or cases when really you make the choice when it's reasonable for you to really because you don't want to compromise 
that is when we know that you have something built in you you have character and god comes out comes in i mean comes and vindicate those kind of people it's just like some people could tell you well the reason i i have a boyfriend or girlfriend is because uh is because i'm 30 years old now and uh, i'm still single i cannot remain single for for all life, so I have to have a boyfriend or girlfriend. You, we have those kind of situations in all every church, you know, our churches, isn't it? Some people go and date unbelievers, some people go and date you know, because they cannot endure patiently for long. So, character again is what is patient endurance when things are going by. So this definition is, I mean, this explanation is bringing the focus on ourselves. How am I able, in the face of things going wrong, how is my endurance? How is my endurance level? You know, there are different levels. There are some people that are on 10, there are some people that are on 2. What is my, what is my endurance level? What is my patience level? That talks about your character because it's all coming from how much inner man that how much strength the inner man has. The second thing I want to say about character, the second characteristic of character. Character is moral strength, moral, moral strength, proving to stay true. It's very similar to what we said, but it's different. Moral strength, proving to stay true under the fire of temptations moral strength proving to stay true under the fire of temptations if you say you are so holy that you don't get tempted again my god i envy you i used to think so you know as a young man as a young believer growing up in the church i mean not in the church but just growing up i used to think when i get spiritual or when i become a pastor then all the temptations will stop welcome to the real world <laughs> that is it's like when that's when they really begin <laughs> now moral so character has something to do with moral so you cannot say this person is a good person when there is no morale there when there is no moral when they, you don't have moral you don't have moral qualities and you say you are a good person how can you be a good person well he's a good person only the wife is a bad person so he's uh, not faithful to the wife so how can you say you are a good person if you don't have morals how can you say oh well that person that okay just like the other guy was talking about the driver the guy who picked me up the pastor was telling me he's such a minister the brother is so good ah he's one of the most faithful ministers in this church okay all right how can you say it's the same thing can you say he's such a faithful brother and you know the guy is using other people's papers and you say he's a good brother in the church but in the society he's a criminal that's the word that is the legal word he's a criminal because if he's caught He's put in prison. Then when he, when he gets to prison, then you'll be saying, ah, how can one of your ministers get to prison? Go to prison. Then you'll be saying, 
No, it's just because of the system. <laughs> it's the system that is to blame. <laughs> you know this country? <laughs> oh, bro. This thing can happen to anybody. Oh. <laughs> what anybody? <laughs> you know, how can you say he's a good... Ah, no, that brother is a good brother. But I know him. So how can he be in prison when you know him? It's the same thing what people say that, oh, you know, like I heard stories in Africa of pastors who have some of their deacons carrying drugs and, yeah, pushing drugs and cocaine. And then they bring money in the church. Ah, it's a, it's a good product. Oh, it's, it's a pillar in this church. He's supporting this. Um, but the only thing is that I don't want to, I don't care about his business. No, maybe I don't know what kind of business. And the pastor doesn't want to know. But how could you really have character when you are good in the church, when you are a pillar in the church, but it, the, your character doesn't reflect on your work? If your character is not the same as in, at your workplace as it is in the church, you don't have character. Alright? You don't have character. Now you say, but that is the secular world. That is the world. That is secular world. That is, I mean, that is what everybody does. Then you don't have character. You don't. You don't have character. Alright? Because if you can compromise out there, that, that, then that is who you are. One day, when things change in the church, when you are under pressure in the church, when the temptations come in the church, just like you have failed yourself, and God and your moral and your teachings and everything out there at your workplace, that's the same way you will fail yourself in the church. When the conditions are unconducive, unconducive like it was in your workplace. So, character has always has something in common. Character is the same as, as is, is, is the same as moral. You cannot say your moral is just something that you know, something that is private to you or something that is exceptional or something. You know, character goes together with moral values. You cannot say you have character when you don't have moral values. When you lie, when you, you don't have characters. You don't have character. It's double standard. When you say, well, uh, it's just because temptation comes. It says in Proverbs, when if if you if you fall during the time of temptation, well, at the time of temptation, it means your strength is weak. So moral strength, character has something to do with moral strength. Moral strength. Like it's just like uh, I have. A, uh, I I went to preach in Seattle one time, and uh, we had a citywide crusade. No, not crusade conference. After I finished. Ministration, ministering, the pastor decided to take me to the airport himself. So then, on the way to the airport, he said, "I respect you. You are a real man of God." I said, "Oh, is it? Is it oh, is it because of the things that God did during the conference?" He said, "No, not because of that. He said because of because I just went to pay for your hotel bills, and that's why I decided to take you. And I wanted to say you have." He said, because I lodge all my speakers in this same hotel. And uh, what happened? He said, let me tell you one of the examples. 
he mentioned the name of the pastor who I know. The pastor has been 5,000 people. He's a famous man. He said uh, he was the one who, who did the last conference for us. And uh, the manager of this hotel is my church member. So uh, after the day, after the, the last day of the conference, the pastor went to pay for his own expenses. You know, you have your own little, little expenses. Maybe calls, telephone calls, and other expenses. Then we cover the general expenses. He said, but because our, because the director, I mean, the manager is a church member, so she, after the conference, she came to me and told me that, Pastor, I can't believe this, but the facts, the pastor who just spoke for us and checked out from this room, he came in the morning and paid for his expenses. And some of the expenses he paid for were adult TV services. So for the whole week, but he went quickly in the morning and, and paid so that nobody would see. He didn't know a church member. <laughs> a church member had been planted. <laughs> so nobody would know. So he just quickly paid and uh, is that all your expenses? Yes. <laughs> this is not the devil now. He's the guy. <laughs> so what he was telling me, you are a real man of God. I didn't know what he was talking about. So he told me the story. You didn't go to pay for some. Because we travel without our wives all the time, you know. And since they pay something you do, we don't see it. <laughs> Nobody sees. And the man of God has finished paying conference, he's gone home with testimonies. He didn't know that these people they've seen it and they now have any particular impression. What is that talking about? Character is moral strength. Not when your wife is around. Because you don't need to exercise the strength of character when your wife is there because you can always fulfill yourself sexually. But when your wife is not there, there are a lot of pressure. You are away from home. You are staying in the four walls of the hospital, I mean of the hotel rooms. It's so boring. I hate hotels. I hate planes. Because, yeah, because, you know, you are by yourself. It's boring. So, at the time of that boredom, boringness, at the time of that temptation, when loneliness, when at the time of those temptations, and at the time of your weak point, when morally and uh, physiologically as well, you could either put on that TV, that pay TV, or rely on the strength of character that had been built over the years. So when you build it, character delivers you at the point of temptation. Then when you refuse to build it, when you neglect that character, it exposes you 
at the time of reckoning. Takes me to the next point. And we need to teach our people these things. We need to teach these things to our people. The next point. Leadership. Because we are, you, told, you told me to talk about leadership. For me, leadership starts with character. For me, leadership ends at character. You know, everywhere, everybody, take any, go to any shop and take up a book on leadership. Everybody tell leadership is influence. Leadership is uh, leading. Leadership is having followers. Leadership is... All those things are true. What is the point in having followers, in having influence, only to be exposed later? So for me, first of all, leadership is character. Leadership is firmness. Leadership is being the same as what you see. Leadership is being the same as what you say. It's conformity to your words. Takes us to the next point. The next point is leadership is honesty at the price of punishment. I don't know if you get that point. Leadership is to remain honest. Ah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Character is to remain honest. Is honesty at the price of punishment. So, they, that you know, you are aware that you could be punished. You are aware that your faithfulness or honesty at this point could cost you something. And you know, you are aware that you will lose something. But you decide, you are resolute to remain faithful. And to remain honest, even when you are, you know, you are losing some things, or you are going to be punished for that. You can avoid punishment. You can avoid the punishment. Everybody, you know, punishment is not good for the flesh. It's a bad feeling. But you decide to go through punishment. You decide to go through uh, a loss of something, or through some kind of deprivation just because you want to be true to your moral principles we don't see that too much these days willingness the willingness to voluntarily go through enduring punishment through pain because you want to be true to your moral principles Somebody will punish you. Your pastor knows, but that's why I speak everything I think all the time. I don't care because that is moral. That is character. You know what people do? People just play. People just play diplomacy. 
if they know that uh, you know if i say it now the big man will not be happy if i tell him no i will be punished if i say that thing uh, i could lose no i will lose favor from that person so we just play diplomat we just you know those kind of small small compromises comp- compromises they go a long way because you go against your conscience later on your conscience doesn't feel it again so by the time you do all the big compromise compromises you don't uh you don't even feel anything again you think you are normal you think you are living okay and that is the tragedy of today's christianity too many people don't have any standard because even their own conscience is not responding again to all the wrong stuff they are doing because they they lost the feeling their conscience is already born their conscience is already you know still yeah it's already lost the sensation and the sensitivity And we must teach our people they, they to be able to go pay price, to pay, pay the price for the things you believe to stand true to their beliefs. The next point. Character is a reality or the reality that calls for predictable behavior. Let me come again. Character is reliability. Reliable. Reliability that calls for predictable behavior. So you are so reliable that people know what to expect from you. People can predict what you will do or what you will not do. You are so reliable. You are so reliable. People know. People know what can come out of you people know what you can do what you cannot do it's predictable behavior all the time people who know you they can predict your behaviors they can predict your actions they can predict if they say that guy has just done something they know no he's not my he's not my husband no 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 he's not my pastor no no he's not him and you can predict what he will do and he will do exactly what you have said you said no it will behave like this i know what will be it's so, it's so reliable it's so consistent it's so consistent it's so consistent with his beliefs it's so consistent it's so stable it's so permanent it's so consistent that you say that is, you can just easily tell no that's what it will do that's what the way it will behave no that and it will all the time always behave like that that is consistency being consistent 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 reliability that calls for a predictable behavior is so reliable that all his behaviors are predictable is so reliable that all his behaviors and actions are basically predictable it's not just the slicky character kind of that needs to be like this because that's what the people expect for him to say now. It needs to be like this year because that's what people expect him to say. No, he's so, and he doesn't care if he will be punished for that. And he doesn't care the conse- what the consequences. It's just like when I went to South Africa one time. <laughs> you know, I went to preach. I wanted to do a conference in this big church. It's one of the biggest churches in that country. And uh, but I knew some other pastors in that city 
Cape Town. And uh, because, you know, just the way I am, I'm open to everybody. So I told them, the pastor, please arrange the conference with all these other smaller pastors. But this is the biggest church. This is what says, no, if they want to come, let them come to this conference. But we cannot do it together. Like, you know, bring them to the table that, you know, we don't want to do that. But, you know, we want you to come and let them just come. So I said, okay. So I came. But then I decided, but I had two days. I decided to stay a few days. So I had two days. Then I told all those people to gather together for those two days that I could come to do something for them, all those pastors to gather together. So when this pastor, so I told this church, this big church, that, okay, since I'm free these two days, uh, I want to use my free time as I wish. And uh, <laughs> since you don't want them to come in and they will come to the meetings, but they want to gather themselves and do something for the city. You don't want to do that, but they are free to do it. They said, no, we brought you here. So you can only speak if, uh, you know, in, our, in our church, in our conference. If you go and speak in other places, then people don't come to us. Uh, people, you spoil the reputation. You know, we don't, we want all the, you know. So it's, they said, who was telling me, I cannot go and speak. I said, I cannot go and speak where I want. I said, what about if God is telling me to go and speak there? Because I'm now speaking for you. They said, if you go, we'll not pay your ticket. I said, very good. I said, I don't need you to pay my ticket. And besides that, I will go and speak for those people and I will not come to speak for you. (laughs) And I'm tough. I'm tough. Don't joke with me. So the man, the big man, the the head of that movement, wanted to call and say, ah, what, what is happening? The old advertisements, television everywhere. 10,000 people have gathered. And it's tomorrow, the beginning of the conference. And you said you will not come for the conference? I said, if you don't change your condition, that I will not go to speak in other churches, I will not come. I just dropped the phone. They have never made anything like that. Why? I have to be consistent to my values. I've got to be consistent to myself. So I paid my own ten, ten, you know, twelve thousand US dollar ticket because to, to have, I came away with my whole family. So I I would rather pay the ticket myself, you know, pay for my hotel expenses, do everything, suffer loss. I suffered the loss, but those are small, small, insignificant churches, so they couldn't cover it for it. But I did it. I suffered the loss, paid the price, but I will remain faithful to my moral values. But you know that is character, because then. A testing comes that oh how will I where will I get the money from to pay, to cover for this thing? Well, a trying a trial comes trying of your faith comes. How will I? What? How can I? I didn't plan this in my budget. I didn't. We didn't just have to go to just. It's worth it. It's worthwhile to be faithful to your principles rather than to compromise. So, but you need character. It's character that can make a decision like that. Character. Character. Alright? So, character is reliability that calls for predictable behavior. People, you, people, you should be able to rely on yourself. Some people cannot even rely on themselves. So, they cannot even trust them, them, themselves. They cannot even <laughs> talk less of other people trusting them. Let, let me tell you another thing about character. The next point. 
and I like this. Real character, the real character is integrity in secret. integrity in secret. That is real character. Let me tell you a story now that is not very popular. Makes me ashamed. But I would rather say it. <laughs> because some people confront it. I was a believer. When I got born again, you know, I thought my problem was at the point when I got saved, my problem was women, you see. I, I didn't smoke, I didn't drink, I didn't I was well behaved but having girlfriends and things like that. So I got saved and got delivered from that. Yeah, of course, if you are living sexual, illicit sexual lifestyle, you have probably had, apart from the big sin of sleeping with women, you probably had the small sins like pornography, uh, masturbation, and that kind of thing. So I got saved and I got delivered from womanizing and uh, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend. But I tell you what, for the next four years or so, other small things remain. In small measures and small, but but I'm now born again. You know, nobody knows. <laughs> and I'm giving testimony. Hallelujah. <laughs> but inside me, myself, <laughs> with no such word that in fact, at the time I wanted to marry, I was thinking, oh, my God, I think maybe I should just go and marry so that this masturbation thing will stop. Because stop dating girls from 19. Then I was in Russia. No explanation. That's not an explanation. Everywhere. If you, if you have moral failures, everywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. But, but there was no church. No, that's not an excuse. That was all the same. But still, for eight years, the next eight years, I didn't have any girlfriend. I was true to that. I was faithful in that area. But those small, small... The hidden ones. <laughs> yeah, those unnoticeable ones. So you got to a point you thought, Maybe when you marry, you can get rid of it. But you know the first shock I got after two months of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got the, the worst revelation of my life. Marriage doesn't cure this. this. <laughs> that was when I faced the fact. I either face my demon and overcome it, or my demon over, over, rules and reigns over me for the rest of my life. Marriage doesn't, it's not a refuge. I must overcome it. Either with marriage or without marriage, I must overcome it. So the point is secrecy. Those things we keep in secret. The secret, that is character who you are in secret. So I thought after marriage, I would be different. No, I didn't work on the character. Marriage, anything coming from us, blessing, growth, will not change it because I didn't build the character. So I thought marriage will 
alter it it will fix all the things that were all the vices that i had but it will not fix i didn't build the character in so some people are still thinking oh i get big church oh the reason i'm having these failures is because i don't have big success if i should just have success going if i could just have growth if i could just have things going on for me ah, of course i know i would just leave it you will not leave it because you have not built in character in secret what you do who you are in secret is who you are character is integrity in secret so that was when my eyes opened up. so i have to begin to fight this so if i don't fight this thing to finish if i don't overcome this thing by myself in secret if i cannot be true in secret then i'm not even victorious at all so that was when I began a journey of self-purification from within and in secrecy. That I discovered that who I am in secrecy is who I am really. I, I, I really am. And it's until I put everything, my ass in order, in secret, I don't have any life. The life I have in secret is my true and real identity. I'm in trouble. So, from that time, I stopped watching movies or films. I don't know any actor. I don't watch. I don't want to watch it. Not because the, some, some of them are not interested. But I know my trouble. I know my demons. And I want to overcome it. So, in secret, it's because I'm away from the house all the time. So, if I, if I had not overcome that demon, you think I would be having international ministry today? God will not give me. God cannot trust me. If I had not overcome that, secret for you know pornography not just pornography as such but i was I'd never interested in pornography but you know just falling into you know sometimes we are just switching things so falling into things and you just talk for two minutes that two minutes is enough no masturbation and everything so if i'd not overcome even if i do have any ministry i want to have even when i'm famous and everything satan still has a secret weapon that is using to hold you back he can ask you down at any time so i would rather stop wait and stop tell my wife about my problem say princess do you have this problem do you have do you he said no so then i have problem wait first let me finish this thing first let me overcome this thing let me before i help me if you can help me in any area but let's overcome i would rather face the disgrace in secret i mean at home than the disgrace in the nation or in the world so she was surprised she was thinking this is the man of god i said i said let that man of god tell you the truth right now and you better help your man of god first before 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 you're yeah, in the house before the world helps you so character i discovered that character is the most important thing so I, at that point i was coming to church and i was thinking because those things don't happen every day you know like masturbation maybe once in one in, in six months maybe once in three months maybe because you are fighting you are resisting but you didn't overcome it. so sometimes i will come to church I will, I will say, i've repented i've repented i come to church then i see that people are looking at me and say, oh man of god he will pray now and i pray things happen but 
I will be thinking myself that ah, these people are thinking I'm up there. But me, I know God, and God knows that I was just I was just crawling on the floor yesterday. And they are thinking, oh, the big guy has come. But I was just crawling here. I said, God, can I ever get to a place whereby I will be able to stand and know that all the ovation, all the ovation, all the applause, all the things, people are saying it's not fake. That you know that that is the real me. That is I am before you. Before you, you know I even stand taller than that. God began to deal with me with about character. Build your inner character. Work more on that. Spend more strength. Spend more putting resources. Feed yourself. Build your inner strength. Make it your most important point. Make it your primary focus. And all these other things, they, 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 they just won't. Don't worry. Just you'll catch up with them. You are you are able to do that. But make sure this one. Put all your strength to build this thing. And that's why I can talk about it today. But you see, when I see all these men of God talking about all kinds of things, only I don't I wonder. Maybe they are made of another material. They don't get temptation, they don't get trials, they don't need to fight anything. But but me, that's my own way. That's what I had to that's the road I had to pass through. But now I'm free. So everybody, every, every, what people are even now saying, you are too free. You are too, you open up to, I don't have secrets again. I discovered before, for me to live a victorious life, morally victorious life, I shouldn't have any secret. Anything that is secret, I must be able to tell my wife, everybody. I don't have any secret. Just what you have is what you get. What you see is what you get. I, this is just who I am. Just, just, I don't have, so I don't, I don't think about behaving myself and behaving or looking good or just live that no i just i say i'm not afraid of being exposed nothing does i i just ah, i laugh <laughs> i behave i jump <laughs> i know i'm not afraid that some this my scare to be lifted and you will see my naked no no nothing to see i am already naked before him Character is integrity in secret. Integrity in secret. Integrity in secret. You think we should go on? Characteristics of character. Character keeps promises even to his own disadvantage or to his own heart. Character keeps promises even to his own heart or disadvantage. We know that Psalm 15, right? A man that can vow to his own danger, to his own harm, and yet carry it out. He has vowed, and for him to carry out that vow is to, is, you know, to cost him, it's going to hurt him, it's going to harm him, but he will still carry it out because he has spoken. 
So a man that keeps his promise even to his own disadvantage. Like now, for example, uh, I, w- uh, I was supposed to be here originally two days. And uh, then I discovered that my commitment clashed. I have to be at the Bible school and I have to be here. I was supposed to be here for four days. Yeah? So I had on my flesh to be able to come here and then fly to Philadelphia tomorrow night then do the Bible school, fly, and then fly here on tomorrow morning. I mean, Sunday morning, everything to do. But, you know, it is, in fact, what my office did was, my office just went ahead and canceled this conference. <laughs> they had canceled it. But the reason why I still have to make it happen is because, no, that word has come out. It's not easy on the flesh. It's easier to cancel because that is just the truth. But, no, Humans to your own heart, you abide by your own. Huh? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead. Let's go on. Because you people were talking about leadership. I was surprised because most people who call me. They don't tell, call me to teach on leadership or anything. They call me to teach on uh, church growth or how to take a city, how to take a country and everything. So when I saw this topic, I said, oh, I can't believe this. They really want me to talk about leadership because leadership for me, I'm not going to tell something. I'm going to say the way it is. You might not like it, but I'm going to tell you the way it is. Because the men of God that I meet all over the world, unfortunately, these are the things I see lacking. So if you want things to work, let's look beyond the gifts. Let's look beyond the results. Let's look beyond the noise and the teachings and the revelations. Let's deal with ourselves first. So that we can build this kind of this same platform in our people, because we will reproduce who we are. You know, we can teach what we know. I said it already this morning. We teach people what we know, but we reproduce who we are. We reproduce our people become like who we are. They don't become what we teach them. We should know that. It's not people don't become what we teach them. People don't do what we teach them. People do who we are. They cash it. They pick it up. We transfer our spirit. We reproduce who we are inside. So, I don't complain so much about my... Before, as a young pastor, I used to complain about my members. I used to say, ah, these are my members. They are the trouble. If God could just give me members like that pastor, if God could just give me members like that other pastor. If I could just have ten people like that, I say I, I, I was always complaining that my members are not right here. They are not all right here. They are not hardworking. No, they are not sacrificial. My members are not good enough. They are not. You know, I don't know what kind of members I have. I used to complain like that, but when I grew up a little bit more, I discovered that every every plant produces after its kind. <laughs> (laughs) 
what I'm complaining and whining about about my members, it is me I'm seeing. <laughs> so from that day, I kept my mouth shut. I don't complain about my members again because it's what I, it's me. So when I see anything that I don't like my members, I know that I'm in trouble. I need to work on myself, then work on them. And they become what I want, you know. When I'm changed, they change. You don't produce, people don't become what you teach them. Believe me, people don't do what you preach to them. People do and become who you are. Character. Character remains faithful to promises even when not convenient to keep. It's different from to his own advantage. You know, what I just said before is keeps promises even when to his own disadvantage, right? But this one says he remains faithful to his promise even when not convenient to keep. Even when not convenient to keep. 